founder of Branch.io. He saw something. Look, he had a business. He could barely convince his mom to use it, sold it quickly, got rid of it, put it all into Branch.io. Now, $117 million later, that's what they've raised. They're serving about 45 enterprise customers, helping them with deep linking. He's got a competitive mindset, kills off customers with network effects and data accuracy uh, and really uh, making data and giving data that utility. Each of those customers pay on average 60 grand per month. So they're doing about 2.7 million bucks in AR, maybe more than that. But really the reason they're getting the success and having the success they're having is really creating the Google or the index uh, or an index of all applications, uh, which just doesn't exist right now. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This episode 795, coming up tomorrow morning, I speak with Andreas. He's playing in the crypto world and we get into a heated debate. What's better, King Jong-un crypto-funded nuclear warheads or bringing billions out of poverty? Tune in and let me know what you think. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Alex Austin. He's the CEO and co-founder of Branch, a leading mobile deep linking platform with solutions that unify mobile user experience and measurement across devices, platforms, and channels. He founded Branch back in 2014 while attending his Stanford Graduate School of Business. Before founding Branch, Alex founded Kindred Spirits, sorry, Kindred Prince, and held engineering roles at NASA uh, and holds many, many patents under his name and research papers under his name. Alex, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. What, what takes you from NASA to kind of like a deep, a deep linking platform? I think I've always been challenged. I've always really appreciated like the hardest possible thing that I could be working on. And when I was selecting my major, I, I got some exposure to all various aspects of engineering and electrical engineering, specifically a certain type of physics around semiconductors was incredibly hard for me to grasp. It was a really challenging subject and like one of the only things that didn't feel like, you know, almost like intuition to me. And so uh, it led me down this path of almost like material science that led me to do a lot of research at NASA and started down actually the PhD track, almost geared towards a professorship uh, later on. I, I quickly realized that I actually hated school and that I really liked building things instead. Um, and that's sort of like how I saved myself from eternal you know um professorship i mean but do you see like spacex live streaming on facebook their recent launch and go damn it like that could have been me <laughs> 
I mean, I do miss building physical things occasionally actually as a hobby. Um, so my core hobby is actually writing more software because I found that I just like my true calling. What I really love doing is building things in software, uh, but occasionally just to sort of refresh my skill set. I'll work on a hardware project. So like my wife and I built an electronic clock um, that's now <laughs> hanging on our wall as like a fun project just to give me. It's definitely not spaceships, but it's the closest that I can get where now I'm just like pure software. So, okay. So tell us what branch does and how you make money. What's the revenue model? Yeah. So a little bit of background. Um, we started off when we were working on this app called Kindred. Um, long, long story about like how I got into involved in entrepreneurship, and I'll, I'll save you for this for this piece. But the um, uh, working on this app, the primary issue that we faced while building it was discovery. It was incredibly hard to get people to find the app, and. I looked at the web and I looked at the model of the web and the way people find things in the web is they search. You search and maybe you find like a particular web page that answers that, you know, find is the answer to their question or, you know, the thing that you're looking for. And, um, hang on one second. That's whatever that sound is. It's beautiful. Sorry. Um, just a phone call. It sounded so, like, 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 like a maestro tuning up behind you. Okay. So sorry. Take us back to deep linking. Yeah. So basically, um, I looked at the web and there, were, it was like discovery felt solved in the web, but with our app, the only way people could find it is that they found the app store page. And inside the app, people were working on creating these beautiful photo books, but they were trapped. So we created this ability to link to the photo books with the you know ideal model that people would find a photo book, come and adopt the app, and become a customer of ours. But in order to actually make that true, we had to build deep linking, the ability to link to a page inside an app and have people discover the app for the content inside. And so Branch was this tool that we built for our app Pretty quickly, it became evident that this was a generalizable problem. And so a bunch of other folks that we knew who were working on apps reached out and asked if they could use our linking tool as well. So we realized, let's sell off this photo book business. And what did you sell it on, for? Uh, you know, in terms of amount. Well, yeah, and who would you sell it to? Like, how'd you figure out, find a buyer? Yeah, so that was a long story. Um, it was, I don't know if I can share numbers, but I, let me just say that the no legal fees. Tell us the number. The legal fees ended up uh, overall, I think, taking up about half of the sales price. Ah. So <laughs> um, it was not a, a big deal. Yeah. I think most of the bigger you know, acquisitions that you hear about are a lot for the people and the talent. And we were just selling off the assets of the business. So was it, making it was nothing spectacular. What's that? What was it like profitable to have customers? Um, it would have been profitable if we weren't trying to buy, you know, buy a lot of advertising. It was a subscription model. And, you know, basically, I think we got it to be around 500K a year okay. in revenue. But we were investing most of it back into the business. Um, but it wasn't growing. It was growing at like 1% a month or something yeah. terrible like that, um, which was why we built the linking product to, you know, solve that problem. Um, so we didn't see a billion dollar company there. And honestly, we felt like we had banged our head against the wall for long enough that when we saw this thing that we had worked on as a part of our previous business, other people literally inbounding to us asking if they could use it. 
we knew there was something there. So that's when we decided to sell it off and focus on branch. So a little bit back to the story of like, you know, why we decided to build it in the first place. Discovery is broken. Discovery is broken in the app ecosystem. And what we wanted to do was build a way for people to find apps based on the content inside almost like a search that would allow people to search through apps and find those pages and Alex, discover. An tell this story in terms of one of your paying customers. Yeah. So uh, a lot of right now at this point, um, we have about 40% of the app ecosystem using branch today. So mo probably most people have around like 10, 20 apps on their phone about 40% of them are actively using branch. Can so you as an name example, one of them? Yeah, sure. So if you're using uh, Airbnb okay. um, on Android or iOS, if you're looking through the app and you find a property that you like, if you go to share that property with a friend, that will be a branch link. Got it. And it so would deep link them back into the mobile app. Deep link back into the app or go to the website if they don't have it. Okay, got it. Interesting. So the goal... Yeah, the goal, though, is to get 98% of the app ecosystem using Branch. Why because is that a goal? Because when we have that, we've basically indexed the app ecosystem. We've built a directory of every page that's accessible inside apps. And the analogous you know, index in the web is what Google has built for to power search. So Google allows you to search through all these links on the web. Branch will have a data that allows you to actually search through all the pages inside apps. Okay, and how do you, how so, do you make money? So today what we do is we charge for usage of the links, but okay. the ultimate goal is to build this discovery platform. But there's a very, very healthy SaaS business actually. Okay, so it's SaaS. Just selling. SaaS, where people come and use, like, you know, let's say, for example, Airbnb will put a bunch of branch links in their email. So every email that Airbnb sends out is filled with branch links. Okay. So all those links you're clicking are all us. They pay us to use us in their in the email. So, so do people so people are, are people are paying you like per number of branch link clicks per month or or you're selling like you have three tiers and you're selling up to ten thousand clicks, up to a million clicks, up to ten million clicks. It's a it's a tiered SaaS model. Okay. Um, most of the time bigger companies like an Airbnb, what we try to do is find the right, you know, tier based on the value that we bring. And it adds so much value that it's usually easy to, you know, easily justifiable to most companies. So, so. What, what, instead of trying, because we could get a pretty complex conversation going down like individual customer cohorts, what's the average customer paying you per month, would you say? Yeah, so of our enterprise clients, we have, I'd say average deal size right now is about 55 to 60K, $60,000. Annually? Sorry. Annually. Yeah. Okay, good. So healthy. Yeah, so it's good. Um, and we just literally started selling to enterprises probably about six, seven months ago. When did you so launch the company? About three years ago. Okay, so, to so 2014? Yeah, we were we were literally giving away the platform for free with the goal of giving everybody onboarded to fixing deep linking, giving us this data so that we could build discovery. And we found that we could actually charge. And when we charge people, it found that enterprise customers actually closed faster than we were giving away for free, and we were making money. So I think you, a lot of people, just to be clear, yeah. you you only turned on revenue about seven months ago. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Interesting. How did you fund yourself uh, before that? Are you are you bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We've raised a lot of money. How much? So we've raised about one hundred and seventeen million so that's, far. That's a little bit of money. 
Um, what did you, uh, what did you, uh, the, the first round that you did, um, was that back before you written a line of code or, or did you have to like prove something out first and was it a price round or a convertible note? It was price round, uh, seed round, and it was actually basically carryover. It's the same corporation from the photo book business. Uh, so, but we brought in a bunch of new investors. Um, we had written a lot of code. We're very much like a build happy company. So I'm, you know, I, I built probably 60% of the, the platform. You and, still code. Uh, oh yeah, of course. If you I didn't it. do that, I, I wouldn't be happy. You'd go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I. That's like why I can't work for other people. I need to. <laughs> need to be able to like mix it up all the time. So what um, is what? Break down your team for me now. What's the team size? Yeah, so we're I think now about 115. Okay. Um, maybe 120 because we just had a bunch of people start. How um, many but engineers? Anyways, mostly uh, majority engineering. I think it's about 65, 70 engineers. Based, um, are you all based in California or where are you based? Oh yeah, all in Palo Alto. Uh, all engineering's in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. uh, majority of sales is in Palo Alto. And then we have a couple sales offices in New York and three other countries, Russia, India, Brazil. UK. Interesting. So. Tell me the the weirdest kind of strategy that you use to acquire customers. So don't tell me paid spend or inbound market or content marketing. What's the weirdest thing you did? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's like weird. Let's see. I've got a bunch of them. I mean, we're like, I, I, maybe other people have the same concept. I'll give you an example, but we've just found that literally you have to do everything everything that you can possibly think of, you do it. And like, it's just, uh, you know, as an example, um, very early on, uh, we, you know, we realized that what we had built solved a problem that developers had. And so we went to Stack Overflow and we found a bunch of um, questions that people had about kind of like what we were doing. And we started answering with like, here's how you would build branch, but we built it ourselves if you want to just go to this link. And then we started upvoting that. And then unfortunately, Stack Overflow detected that upvote ring and then deleted all of our posts, which was really shitty. Um, <laughs> but then we found a, a more organic way to do it uh, later on. As, he, as, he's sitting, as he's smiling and laughing. <laughs> yeah, that, ru that Russia team we just talked about, now we know where those upvotes are coming from. <laughs> yeah, so that was one. Um, the other one was we just, uh, like when we first started, we we're like, this is a new concept. We just need to own the message and just be everywhere. And um, we basically started a meetup group uh, it's called mobile growth and it's now in like over 40 different countries around the world. And we sort of like bootstrapped it just as a way to drive marketing to branch. There was no branch presentation there. It was just like, we'd get people to get on stage and talk about branch, even though it felt very organic. Like it was a bunch of folks getting together to, um, you know, just talk about mobile growth. Um, and it just exploded in terms of size. And we do a lot of work to just cultivate it and maintain it even today. Interesting. So, so, so you're, what are you now? You're uh, 2012 was, was, or 2014 was launched. So you're three, four years in, what are you at now in terms of total customers you're serving? So we are now at, I think in terms of folks using the SDK, we're about over 26,000. Okay. Um, and which like when we first started, 
uh, we, we had worked on so many series of ideas and like none of them really worked. And we, um, you know, we tried to set this goal of let's try to like close one customer in month one, two customers in month two, three customers in month three, and just like something that would prove that there's actually a market need. Mm -hmm. And month one, it was like two customers closed. Month two, it was like four customers closed. Month three, it was like 10 customers. And it just felt like, we'd never been a part of something that just had so much momentum in our yeah. lives. And you could just feel it in the way that like people would ask you questions and, um, you delivered know, so much utility. I mean, you delivered free utility essentially for two and a half years. That's all this pent up demand. Yeah. And, I, and it was, um, compared to like photo books where I had to basically sell my mom on why she should download <laughs> our app rather than use Shutterfly or something like that. It was just like a, night and day difference that's but. hysterical okay so twenty six thousand developers using your sdk again how many paying customers we got now oh geez well, um, range is fine so yeah so enterprise wise i think it's probably in the 40 to 50 and then there's like probably close to a, a couple thousand in terms of long tail kind of like self-onboarded folks okay and is that is that like is that a free thing or are they paying like 10 grand per year uh, oh, the long tail? Yeah. Oh, no, it's like, you know, you have pennies compared to enterprise. Okay, I so don't, specifically, I think it's like in the average, probably in the like 100 to... Oh, okay. Like probably in the hundreds. Yeah. So like not... No, nothing more, to write home about. Uh, true or false, more than 85, 90% of your revenue comes from your enterprise customers. Oh, like 99% yeah. of it. And then <laughs> it just, I think it's it's a reflection of the state of the app ecosystem in general it's extremely centralized. There's a lot of power and traffic centralized to a top few apps because of the way the app store is structured. But there are, you know, 10, I think there's like 15,000 new apps launching every single month. And so there's a lot of long tail and we want to try to support them as much as we possibly can to help them get access to that, you know, top tier. Um, but the top tier are the only folks that actually have the money to pay. So, so something on my math is wrong here because you would be diluted to like nothing if this with 117 million raised, if I take your 45 kind of enterprise customer count, multiply times an average ACV of 60 grand, that only comes out to like 2.7 million bucks in ARR. You're doing way more revenue than that. If you've raised 117 million, where's my math wrong? Well, so this is what I started to tell you about in the beginning. I cut um, you off. You wanted to hear about our, our SaaS business. <laughs> so the ultimate goal of Branch is to build a discovery platform that allows that long tail, allows all of that stuff that's trapped inside the app ecosystem today to be found. If you think about the app ecosystem as it exists now, it's very much like Yahoo in 1995. Yahoo in 1995 you'd go to the Yahoo homepage, there were categories and a manually curated list of websites that you know you could browse depending on your interests, sports, whatever. It's the exact same thing as the App Store. What Google did for the web allowed people to access all that information very, very quickly. Everything was just a question away. That hasn't happened yet with the app ecosystem. And what we're doing, building all of this, this database of links getting this data, getting developers to deep link their app allows us to build that product. Okay. So 
That's why that's the ultimate goal of the company. We're building SaaS because it helps keep the lights on so yeah. I don't have to keep raising more money. Yeah, you're 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 kind of half smiling when I was going through my numbers. I'm like, what does he know that I don't? Okay, so what I'm realizing now, your your pitch decks look much more like we are essentially going to be the Google search engine for apps. All right, and you're raising money based off that vision versus, hey, look, we're only doing 2.7 million bucks in ARR. Here's our revenue multiple. Yeah. Fair enough. Every time I've gone into a pitch, it's like, if you're going to try to put a cash flow model on branch, like, just like, I'm going to walk out the door right now. So close your laptop and like, walk, you know, tell, let me tell this story. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you, it it resonates. No, it does. I mean, obviously you raised 117 million bucks. Um, are you, is there anyone close to you in terms of being close to 30, 40% of apps and having them indexed? So I'm a, I'm a really competitive person. I can't tell. And I don't like to have competition. Yeah. And slowly over the last few years, um, we've just done a lot of things to make sure that we completely kill off any sort of competition. Tell me, so, tell me how you killed somebody. Um, a little uh, anecdote. There was a company in our space when we first started that actually had uh, Pinterest, Airbnb, and Etsy using them when we had just launched literally brand new super buggy product within a year and a half all those companies were using us why and that company had shut down we basically designed the platform to have a network effect so that every new app that we added to the platform made it more valuable effectively the data that we provide in terms of analytics became much more accurate with every new app that joined and we just made sure that that value was very, very evident. And it, you know, through all the different marketing techniques and sales techniques that we used, just slowly, it was very clear that our data was biggest. And then there was no reason why companies could stay on anybody else. So most other folks in the space have effectively shut down at this point. What was the name of that company? It was called uh, Yozio. Yo, do, you have a, to... do you have like a wall uh, with like big X's through them of like everyone you've conquered over the past decade? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a wall, but, but maybe you a do. slide. An Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> that's so, um, that's I, funny. I mean, that's like, I mean, when There's you... There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think it's great. When your life is literally just building this thing from nothing and you're absolutely killing yourself like, you know, 20 hours a day, yeah. then like... This is you. This is like you as a human being manifested in company form. Yep. And you take it personally. Yep. And so, I don't know. Why not? G- going back real quick, I want to get in your financial brain for a minute. Uh, what does your wife do? My wife is a VC. Okay, interesting. Uh, is her firm invested in the company? <laughs> uh, not on her. Like, she actually didn't want it. I don't know if I wanted it, but her partner did. Got it. So uh, you made sure to kind of like figure out how to keep that away from dinner table conversation. Yeah. Although it's still like most of the, like she's in our, our public Slack channels. And like, so we like announce whenever a deal closes and she's like, couldn't we have gotten like that one 10 K higher? I hear that at dinner. (laughs) That's funny. Which firm is that with, by the way? She's with Cowboy VC. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. And then, so, so here's my question in terms of a life and sorry, how old are you? I'm 32. Any kids? 
No. Okay, so you can really do whatever you want, right? You can take take big risks. Um, have you besides the? I'm gonna guess it was like a five hundred thousand or million dollar, maybe two x ARR sale on your on your on your app that you sold, or maybe less than that even. Uh, that wasn't obviously a huge financial event for you. Did you have some big financial event in your life before that where you've got enough cushion where you said I can go all in on branch or branch has to work? You, like it's all in. Um, no, I mean we we it was actually a lot less. So the I think the total amount. I, I can't even remember it, but I think the total was like 150k or something oh, wow. like that. Okay, interesting. Uh, so it was not not. I think we bought it. We actually just put it all into branch. We didn't, um, you know, give ourselves a payout or anything like that. Yep. Um, but I think we bought ourselves a nice dinner. Okay. So 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 but, the way the way that you're kind of generating cash right now, right, is like obviously you take a salary, right? But your big win is like yeah. it's all in branch, right? Branch needs to be it's big and successful. It's all in. So here's my question yeah. to you. Because of how much capital you've raised, I mean, you really yeah. have to sell like if Amazon came to you right now and offered you five hundred million. Actually, no, let's say they offered you 400 million that might yeah. be for you like a really fucking meaningful event based off the equity you own even though you're diluted at this point but you probably yeah. couldn't sell it for that because the return investors want you've got to go for over a billion yeah. psychologically how do you manage that i mean honestly i don't know if i'm doing this for the money like come I, on. I, I have a lot of that's bullshit you're competitive no, as it hell. Is. come like, on I, there, like, if it was about the money, there are much easier ways to make money than like trying to kill, like, build a massive company and you know <laughs> take this giant risk. I, I feel like there is, like, you, like you can get a job at some big tech company and have enough to pay the bills on a regular basis. Like, I've from like what's always driven me as a human being is creating something very, very big. Being like from idea to implementation through all the execution required to see this massive impact on the world and know that I did that. That's all that I care about. And I see branch as my one opportunity to make that giant impact. Even if I like, you know, I guess that if we do that, hopefully there will be some amount of monetary gain, but like, honestly, I don't even know what my ownership is right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's somewhere in the single digits, but like, I've never calculated that that's just something that i don't really care that much about like so alex i believe i, I believe all of that but you also told me you're super competitive i am too one of my weaknesses after i feel like i've beat everybody i actually lose motivation so i either have to invent an enemy right uh to like re-motivate myself or i just lose interest and i move on to the next thing like it seems like you're killing everybody you have 40 percent market share like you have I'm to invent an enemy in your head or something like who is there to beat who's left to beat there's always an, a bigger company to go after. Who? And, um, well, Google. There you Google go. Google is my, is my arch nemesis. Sergey, uh, Eric, there it was, Larry. No, so they, so <laughs> they, they launched a product in last year at Google I.O. that was a direct replica of Branch under the Firebase brand mm -hmm. um, called Dynamic Links. Literally copied all of our marketing collateral. Uh, I think the variables of their iOS SDK uh, reused variables from my header file that I had named. So literally a direct knockoff of what we had built. Did you see the hell then out of them? They threw, I don't think you can, it was, our SDK is open source. Um, but we, so but wait, it gets better. Then they threw 300 sales and marketing people at this product with the sole objective of pushing Firebase, deep linking and replacing branch. So every single one of our customers got an email from somebody at Google. All of our pipeline got it. 
like they went so, they went so far as there were a number of accounts that we saw that we were working on where they literally bought them like box seat tickets to Yankees game. Um, just ridiculous stuff. And it was a free product. They weren't even making money off of it. And um, fast forward to today, the PM that built that product is quick Google. All of those salespeople that we were tracking have left Google or moved to different groups. And we haven't heard about that product in the last like four months. That's just their deep linking attack. It's going to get so much worse when we move into discovery. So. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Now, Alex, let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are uh, simple questions. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, so I, I don't know if I'm going to give you very typical answers. I don't here. want typical. I don't really, I don't really read business books. I hate them. Um, they're just super boring. I read them. I found that if somebody gives me a book, if I have trouble sleeping, I'll start reading it and I'll fall asleep immediately. What's so, the last book you read? Uh, so I'm a big fantasy fan. Um, and the last series that I just finished finished is uh, by Brandon Sanderson. It's called the Mistborn Trilogy. It's a book, a three series trilogy, um, amazing fantasy book. Highly, highly recommended if you're into fantasy at all. If you haven't read it, you have to you have to read this series. Number two, number two, is there uh, any CEO that you really respect or you're following or studying? Uh, I, I, another one, I don't really honestly follow other, <laughs> other folks. I feel like I should have a better answer for that. Is there one you respect uh, though? You'd love to beat them. They're so, they're I, so. I've seen, uh, I, I've, I've always respected Jeff Bezos. Um, I've received a number of, uh, tidbits of like advice that I've heard he's given other folks. And I, I generally think he's got a good head on his shoulders with Name respect one. to strategy company building. Um, I think a lot of the things just about like, honestly, some of the policies, um, that they've implemented, this, this is to an extreme, but around, you know, you probably have heard about it where they have to draft like a one pager document. If there's any sort of decision, certain type face, yeah. certain margin, everything. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say that like, that's definitely an extreme. And I don't think we have the time to do that because we just need to move a lot faster than, than they do. Um, but I like that the process and that it basically removes all emotion from the decision-making process. It becomes a very objective focused, you know, discussion. Whereas when you're sitting around a table and you have somebody just like propose an idea, 
it's very easy to, you know, get very emotional in the response to that. And having a typed document as the form of communication removes all that emotion. Mm -hmm. And so kind of little things like that, I think, are um, just smart, smart moves. Number three, is there a favorite online tool that you use to grow and build your business? Uh, so my background, uh, I did a lot of statistics work, and there's a tool that I use to analyze all of our data and do modeling and, and all the plots for our um, pitch decks, et cetera, called JMP, Statistical Analysis. And it's a, uh, you can import data, join tables, do super complicated modeling. Um, and I found it to be like absolutely essential for making any sort of data-based decision. It's my go-to. It's expensive, so you got to expense it or get the student version. <laughs> no, number four, how many hours of sleep to eat every night? Uh, I, I'd say probably now about seven. Um, I keep thinking with every new like management hire that I make that I'm going to get one. I'll be able to like stop working at like 6 p.m. But then for some reason, like another huge batch of responsibilities gets piled on my plate. And then I end up just, you know, like before I know it, it's midnight and I've got to be up at like seven. And, you know, it was hard. I, I wish I could. I don't want that. to. I, like I'm not trying to say that to, you know, earn respect. I wish I could get more sleep, but it just seems to. Does it not happen? And you said you're married with no kids and 35 years old, right? Yeah, 32. 32. Okay, last question. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I, I was uh, chatting with my boss uh, from when I first left uh, undergrad uh, about know, a couple months ago, and he was saying that I was the worst employee he'd ever had because anything that he would tell me to do, I wouldn't do it, and then I'd go work on my own stuff. And I think what I would tell myself is that there's no way in hell that you can ever work for somebody else. You have to start your own company and don't wait to do it. Like there's never going to be the right time. You need to start failing as fast as possible because like no one knows how to build a company, you know, right out of school or whatever. You only learn that skill set by just continually trying and failing. And so I would have told myself just start as soon as possible. There you guys have it from Alex. You've got to start your own company. Don't wait. There is never going to be a right time. Again, founder of Branch.io. He saw something. Look, he had a business. He could barely convince his mom to use it. Sold it quickly. Got rid of it. Put it all into Branch.io. Now, $117 million later, that's what they've raised. They're serving out 45 enterprise customers, helping them with deep linking. He's got a competitive mindset. Kills off customers with network effects and data accuracy uh, and really uh, making data and giving data that utility. Each of those customers pay on average 60 grand per month. So they're doing about 2.7 million bucks in AR, maybe more than that. But really the reason they're getting the success and having the success they're having is really creating the Google or the index uh, or an index of all applications, uh, which just doesn't exist right now. So Alex, we wish you the best, man. Thank you so much for taking us to the top. If you enjoyed Alex today, go back and listen to Evan yesterday. He used pizza as a customer acquisition strategy to grow his SaaS company to over $7.5 million in annual recurring revenue and $18 million raised. 